0: Alrighty, and good day. Welcome you out once again. Employment Law Show. John School's here, along with Lior Samfiru of, of course, co founding partner, Samfiru and LLP, the most positively reviewed employment law firm in this country. How about that? If you have questions, uh, say about your employment rights, this is obviously the show for you. You've been uh, terminated. You've been laid off. Maybe wrongfully dismissed. Harassed at work. You have human rights issues, or just a simple question about severance. That is fine. Bring it on. That's why we are here live to answer those questions. As you just heard, the toll free number, one 9898 Any other time, you can email us during the show as well, help at employmentlawyer.ca or just employmentlawyer.ca. The website you want to go to, you'll get advice, you'll get the compensation you deserve. Get started on that anyway uh, with a firm that has really helped tens of thousands of Canadians across this country get both of those things and so much more. You can also catch them on YouTube and Facebook, live streams and everything else. Again, employmentlawyer.ca. But we're going to get started here. The t- topic for this afternoon in between your phone calls, of course, because you make the show that much better, is um, can my employer do this? Is it legal or not? We're going to answer some of those common questions, but Lior, we always start off, pal, with the uh, the week that was, what is going on in that regard?
1: Hey, John, great to be here, great to be uh, able to answer as many questions as possible. That's the name of the game, that's the whole point of the show, for you to call in with your employment law questions and get some answers and feel better and at least know what to do or you know what at least have some peace of mind oftentimes yeah. you just want to know so you you stop wondering you know can my boss do this should I say something is this legal is it not well whatever the issue that you're facing at work there's solutions you can get answers right now uh and maybe it's a difficult situation maybe you're worried about losing your job and how are you going to find a new job well let's talk about what you road, and if even if your employer can let you go or not Whatever the problem, I promise you there are solutions and it starts by calling us right now on the show. You have time, take advantage. And of course, if you do, you don't necessarily want to talk on the show. You want to talk to me privately. We'll give you phone numbers and email addresses so you can reach me at the office throughout the show. So stay tuned for that. But to get us started, Johnny, uh, a couple situations that came across my desk. Mm -hmm. First situation I'll tell you about, I spoke with a uh, a, a young man uh, still in his uh, – or, or about to enter his last year of high school. So he had gotten a job for the summer, for two months in the summer. And th- the morning of the uh, the day he was going to start, uh, they ca- told him, don't need to come back uh, – to, to come in. We're not going to be able to, uh, to have you work for us anymore. Sorry, something came up. Uh, it's a funding issue. Uh, so sorry about that. So this guy's gentleman, actually his father, contacted me. And he wanted to know, well, can they do that? And is he owed something? So, John, this uh, young man, when he accepted the job, he accepted uh, to work there for two months. That's what we call a fixed-term contract. He Mm -hmm. he agreed to work for two months. That's a fixed term. So the rule here is if you're terminated before your contract is up, before the end of that fixed term – you actually have to be paid the balance of the contract, the time remaining on this contract. So for this uh, young gentleman, he, he assigned and agreed to work for two months. They let him go before that happened. Well, they have to still pay him for two months. Nice. So, And by the way, John, this is true, even though he never actually worked a day for them. Once he accepts the job, that's it. They have to comply with it, even if he actually never walks in and does any work for them so i wanted to remind people here of a couple of things number number one is fixed term contract if you sign a contract for six months 12 months three years whatever it is if you are let go before that contract is over before that last day you still have to get paid for the rest of the contract that could mean getting paid for another two years or three years if that's what the contract says so very important to understand that you may have worked for someone for a week you signed a contract for a year, they let you go after a week. They still have to pay you for the rest of that year. The other thing, of course, is uh, this is especially true now with uh, summer jobs. You know, whether you're in university or in high school and you're accepting a job for the summer, two months, three months, whatever it is. If, in fact, you don't get to finish that job, if you were let go for whatever reason before that uh, contract is up, they still have to pay you the balance. Very important if you're ever in that situation – the fixed-term contract. You lost your job. Give me a call.
0: How about regular employment? Like you were promised a job, not a contract. Just you know, you're going to start a new gig, and the day before, the morning of whatever you're supposed to walk in the door, they say, you know what? We're uh, we're taking it back. You're not going to be working here. Do, are you owed anything at that point?
1: Yes, you are. And this actually happens quite often. You are absolutely mm-hmm. owed uh, potentially number one some severance, but number two is this: right. if you accepted this job. Uh, and because of that, you either quit your old job or you decided not to pursue other opportunities that you had, you may be owed even more compensation because of what you've lost. You told me I had a job because of that. I relied on that and I I lost something. So that new employer has to, to compensate the employee. So absolutely. If you have a job offer, you accept the job offer, you're all ready to go. And then the rug gets pulled out from under you. Sorry, mistake. We can't go ahead with this. It's not going to happen you are still owed compensation. You got to give me a call.
0: Love it. That number, by the way, as we gave you off the top is uh, 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. But as Leor mentioned, for this entire hour, you have an opportunity to uh, stop scratching your head get some answers about your questions. Toll free here, one eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. 399 What else you got going on, pal?
1: Spoke with another gentleman. He had been off on a medical leave, not COVID related at all, uh, for Mm -hmm. right around a year now. uh, And finally contacted his employer and said, employer, I'm ready to come back to work on some uh, modified basis, hopefully working my way up to regular full-time duties. Uh, His employer said, okay, well, that's great, but we don't have anything for you right now. Uh, Stay tuned. We'll be back to you. He followed up with them after a couple of weeks. Uh, still, same answer. Sorry, uh, we'll we'll get back to you. We go. We don't have anything right now, but but uh, hang in there. He did that a number of times. Eventually, he kind of got sick of it, and he called me. And he really, his question to me was very simple: Is how long can this go on? How long before they have to bring me back, or can they just do this indefinitely? So the answer, of course, is they can't at all keep him off work when he's ready to come back to work. Here's how this works: either They have a job for him, in which case they have to take him back. uh, And in that situation, they have to. So they're not allowed at all to say stay home or they don't have a job for him legitimately. It's not because they don't want to. They just there's nothing available, in which case they have to terminate his employment and pay him severance. So the company doesn't get to make the decision to just keep the employee off work indefinitely. If the employee wants to give them some time, the employee can do that. But if the employee says, no, I want you to make a decision right now, you either pay me my severance or you bring me back. That's what the company has to do. And anytime, by the way, you're, you're ready to come back to work and the company doesn't bring you back, I'm, I get very suspicious. I immediately start yeah. thinking, is it because they don't really want you back? Are they worried that you're going to need some accommodation? So this could be a human rights violation at that point. So, yeah, if you're trying to come back to work, if your employer won't let you, yeah, you really do need to pick up the phone and call me right away.
0: Does it have to be the exact same job like it would be if you're coming back from like a maternity or paternity leave?
1: So the employer has a bit more flexibility when uh, you're coming back from a medical leave than a maternity mm-hmm. leave. With maternity leave or parental leave, there really is no discretion. They have to bring you back after a parental leave to the same job, same pay, same everything. An employer has a bit more uh, leeway if it's a medical leave, but it still can't be a demotion. It can't be nights instead of days. You know, It can't be 100 kilometers away. So within reason, an employer may have some flexibility, but anything beyond that, it's going to be considered a constructive dismissal, potentially, maybe even a human rights violation. So definitely something you want to keep in mind if you are trying to come back to work.
0: We've talked about this before too. If you're this business owner and you've got an employee that's been off for an extended period of time, could be something medical. And uh, you know, in the interim, of course, you have to run your business. So maybe you filled their spot just uh to keep the business going. And this person you hired turns out to be the, you know, God's gifted employees. It's a rock star. And you really want to keep this person, they're better than the person who's off, but that person's about to come back. You're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. What do you do in that situation? Well,
1: believe it or not, when it comes to medical leaves, if the the original employee is off on a medical leave, you don't Mm -hmm. actually have to fire, if you will, the new superstar employee. You can keep the superstar employee and let go of the employee from a a medical leave if there's nothing else available. You obviously need to try to find them another job, but if nothing is available, you can let them go and keep the superstar. That's very different in a maternity leave situation where I don't care how good the new employee is, They're not staying in that role when the employee on on parental leave is ready to come back to work. So depending on the situation, the employer may have some flexibility, but they have to be very careful because they take a step the wrong way. They could be in human rights uh, territory
0: you bet we're still taking your calls that is the number toll free whether you're in uh, bc or alberta bring it on we'd love to talk to you 1-877-399-9898 in the meantime is your employer doing something legal or not you don't know not sure we're going to answer a bunch of those questions these are really the most common i know you get a ton of these uh, every day, every daily or but these are really the most common ones you get quite often right
1: yeah it really often starts when i pick up the phone or someone emails me with can my employer do this? Or is this legal? So you mm-hmm. know, what I wanted to do is take some of the most common that, the questions that i have been asked, at least kind of common over the last you know, six months or so, and answer them here, because I know there's a lot of people wondering the exact same thing.
0: Oh, we'll start with the first one is, Leor, can my employer decide what work I
1: do? Or are there limits to what my employer can make me do? How about that? So that's a, it's a great question, and it's one that comes up time and time again. And it's easy to think, right, that because the employer is the boss, right, they own the company, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's right. their uh, place of work, that they get to decide everything, what you do, how you do it, et cetera. Well, not so fast because those terms generally are set when you accepted a job. So when you accept a job, you agree to do job A, to get paid this much, to work in this location. So once that's set, an employer has very limited flexibility to change that. The employer doesn't have a right to just to, to, to give you whatever job they want or to move you around or to change your shifts. Absolutely not. They have some flexibility. They No one can say that, no, you can't do anything. They can make some minor changes. You know, Instead of working on machine A, they can put you on machine B. But that's not a big change. But when it comes to bigger change, if an employer tries to change your job in a significant way, that can result in what we call a constructive dismissal. That means that if you don't like the change, you could choose to say no by forcing this change on me. You've terminated my employment. Now, employer, you have to pay me severance. Happens all the time. So it's not legal for your employer to make significant changes to your job, to your compensation, to your place, to your hours of work. You know what significant change what's considered significant changes in every case if you're not sure, if it's significant, if it's legal, can they do that or not? Hey, good idea to give me a call. And
0: toll-free here now one eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. 399 9898 more of those coming up, but the priority is always with you as you take the time to call in this afternoon in that regard. Al, thanks for hanging on for a moment. Uh, how are you? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? Beauty. What's uh, what's on your mind, pal?
2: Yeah, listen, I was uh, at a job site where a prohibited action occurred to me. That's under the Workers' Compensation Act. And I went to the WCB and I told them and I told my employer that I couldn't go back to work until this prohibited action was fixed and my workplace become uh, untoxic, for lack of a better term. And in the meantime, while I'm waiting this to be fixed, and the WCB is not being too fast with this, uh, my employment was terminated. Now, my uh, termination is uh, now it would be it's wrong all the way around. But can I keep that termination complaint separate than my uh, prohibited action complaint with Worksapc? Because in the prohibited action, you can complain that you were terminated but the termination happened after i put the complaint in and i uh, really don't want the workers compensation board determining my uh, improper dismissal but do i have to do it through this prohibited action since that's the kind of the basis of why it wasn't at work
1: you could do it both ways deal with the wrongful dismissal uh, on, on one hand and with uh, WCB on the other hand. But it makes no sense to do that. It should all be in one action. Uh, you know, our, our courts, our legal system can address that and, and they can penalize an employer that fires someone because they've complained about a, 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 you know, a workplace safety or a workplace health issue. So, so no, uh, it doesn't need to be separate actions. So let's break this down a bit, Al. Uh, how long did you work there for? Ten months. 10 months. Okay. And, uh, what kind of a job and how old are you?
2: Uh, uh, journeyman tradesman and I'm 62.
1: Okay. Were you part of a union? No. Okay. So you'd be, you'd be owed right around four months of, of severance. So that's what they owe you. Have they offered you any severance?
2: Uh, No, they say that uh, I'm terminated because I was gone for three days, but I contacted them every day stating that I am dealing with this situation. And I'm waiting for, you know, the uh, the workers' compensation board to deal with it. Like, I really can't do it by myself. Going down to the job site and arguing with them without a referee isn't doing any good.
1: Yeah, so workers' comp can't really do anything for you at this point. OK, so we need to, to ensure that you get the compensation that you're owed. Uh, there's four months severance, potentially more if you were let go in contravention uh, of WCB legislation. So we can have a chat about that. But Al, you need to give me a call at the office. Uh, there's potentially a human rights violation here, that, depending on, on the facts of the uh, of the situation. So there's a lot to, to talk about. So I want you to reach out to me by phone or email at the office and, and let's get going. OK. OK, thank you very much.
0: You bet Al, no problem. And here is that number uh, moving forward and use it for sure 1 855 821 5900 and help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll get another call in here before we uh, take a break at the bottom of the hour, but we'll get to, uh, to Deepak. Hi Deepak, thank you for standing by. How are you?
3: Very good, you?
0: Good. What's on your mind?
3: Um, so I'm just uh, wanted to ask the lawyer there. Um, I know you guys have uh, been talking about all the employees and employee rights and all. I'm a business owner and I, I don't want to make any mistakes with our HR policies and like unintentionally also because there are so many peculiarities that we're not aware of. So I just wanted to know if, if the, the lawyer's office, they, they kind of, they, do they provide any of the services to help the employers to stay on track and just to kind of do the things in the right way?
1: Yes, Deepak. We act for employers uh, across uh, Alberta, across Canada, frankly, uh, to ensure that they comply with the law, that they don't get into trouble, that they do things the right way. And that they're also that they're not taking advantage of. So, yes, by all means, I, I want you to connect with me uh, off air. I want to you know make sure you have proper employment agreements, you have proper HR policies. If you set things up correctly, You'll probably never need to call me uh, again once we set it up correctly because you'll have good systems in place. So yeah, by all means, Deepak, you should give me a call. I'll be more than happy to help you and and make sure you do things the right way.
0: Wonderful. I will
1: reach out. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Deepak. Uh, appreciate that. And again, I'll, I'll give you the number just like I gave a previous caller. Anytime to reach Lior and his team, 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca is the uh, the email address. And as we get more calls lined up here, Lior, for the remainder of the show, back into that topic of can my employer do this? Is it even legal or not? And the next one really is can my employer put me on a leave of
1: absence without pay because of, you know what this one, my vaccine status. Yeah, number one question I've been getting over the past nine or 10 months. uh, Can my employer put me on this indefinite leave of absence unpaid because of my, my vaccine status? And the answer is generally, well, no, they can't. So if you are put on a leave of absence because of your vaccination status, you can choose to treat that leave as a termination. Your employer terminated your employment and now they have to pay you severance. And for many of you, that could be as much as two years pay that they they owe you, 24 months pay. So if you're put on a leave of absence, you can accept it and wait and hope that at some point your employer brings you back to work despite your, your vaccination status. The other option, as I said, you can treat that as a termination of your employment. We've been acting for hundreds, if not maybe thousands of people now across Canada in this exact situation we're resolving these matters every day. So if you're on an unpaid leave of absence, let's talk about it. Maybe it's time to say enough is enough and get your severance. And it has nothing to do with whether vaccines are good or bad. It's simply what the law is.
0: If if you've been off and this absence has been over a year, does that year you've been sitting at home also accumulate to the amount of severance you get?
1: Well, if we're going to say that the termination happened when you were put on leave, then it doesn't. But because of that, we should act on it sooner rather than later. Yeah,
0: welcome back. Thank you for uh, joining us this afternoon. Yeah, you got heaps of time still to call in and ask your questions. Get some answers. It's simple, toll-free, 1-877-399-9898, employmentlawyer.ca, the website for all other matters, and reach out and contact, as well as the phone number uh, for Lior and his team. You can use it anytime if you want more of a lengthy private chat can be had one 821 5900 And then finally the email. That's a good way to reach out. Your email might make it on the show actually. And that is help at employmentlawyer.ca. As we have the open phone lines, just waiting for a few more calls to get lined up and we'll bring them on. Feel free to, uh, to chime in and have your opinion, your questions on air as well. So feel free to do that. But we're talking about things your employer can do or cannot do. Are they even legal? We'll find out. This one, we've done complete shows on this one, Lior. It's always a big one. Can my employer make me resign? Yeah,
1: resignation and, and, you know... Here's how this often works is, well, employee, uh, because you're doing you you said something, we're uh, accepting your resignation or we expect your resignation in the morning or sorry, employee, you have no choice but to resign. Uh, We've heard those terms. Uh, Many employees have heard those saying or variations of it uh, over the years, and none of them make any sense. None of them are, are logical or legal. And the reason for that is the employer doesn't get to decide if you've resigned. The employer can decide to let you go. But you are the only one, the employee is the only one that can decide to resign. So an employer can't decide that you've resigned. They can't tell you you have to resign. They can't tell you that you, you have already resigned. If you resign, you say so. I've decided I made the choice on my own that I don't want to work here, so I've resigned. Perfectly fine. Can do that. But if your employer says, uh, you know, we've accepted your resignation or you have to resign, that is really a termination of your employment. If If you're not working there because your employer chose for you not to work there anymore, then your employment has been terminated and your employer has to pay you severance. And if your employer says to you, I'll expect your resignation tomorrow. They'll mm-hmm. say, well, that's great. You can continue expecting it because it's not coming. <laughs> uh, if you want me gone, then you can terminate my employment. I can't stop you from doing that. You have to pay me whatever severance you have to pay me. But that's the only way I'm not going to come in tomorrow. Oftentimes when an employer uses the resignation angle is because they're trying to to structure the situation so they, they don't have to pay severance. Don't fall for that. Okay, Unless you've decided you don't want to work for a company, don't resign. There's no such thing as the employer said that you've resigned. You're the only one that can decide that. And if you you haven't resigned and your employer is putting any pressure, threatening, doing anything to you, really, you have to pick up the phone and you have to give me a call.
0: How about this mistaken belief that, hey, Lior, you know what? I'd rather resign than get let go because it's going to go on my permanent record, as I use quotation signs, air quotes, permanent
1: record. So uh, it's interesting. I had someone contact me uh, recently. He had been fairly new to Canada. I forget where he was from. Uh, it may have been somewhere in Europe, but I, I don't recall. And uh, he, he was worried about losing his job. And mm-hmm. he, he said, you know, how do I expunge this from my record? Uh, and I'm like, well, what do you mean? What, what record? And he said, well, there's there's a record, right, of, of my the fact that I lost my job. I said, well, no. And apparently in his country, there is such a thing. There's some sort of a database where there's a record of if someone loses their job, why and, and, and how. Wow. Well, there is no such thing in Canada. There is no uh, you know the database. There's no big fault uh, where everyone's records are kept as to why or how they lost their job. No, so you don't have to worry about that at all. That document that you get, the record of employment, is only for EI purposes. And unless you did something horrible, you're going to get EI. Uh, so you don't need to worry about that at all. There's not no record, and it's not better. It's not better to resign than to be let go. It's better to be let go so that you can get your severance. So right. don't worry about that. And again, any pressure that you feel your employer is putting on you, give me a call.
0: Again, toll-free, 1-877-399-9898 here live for the remainder of the hour. If you have questions about things that we're talking about, something comes up. Man, pick up the phone. Calls would love to talk to you with the next uh, twenty-five minutes or so, or at least twenty minutes, and get your uh, get your calls on the air. We're talking about, you know, can my employer do this, Lior? Is it even legal for them to do this? And again, this one has changed over the years. But can my employer decide that I have to retire?
1: <laughs> yeah. So can my employer say, well, you know, you, you you're getting a bit older, so. Uh... You know, we're going to throw it to your retirement party next month and that will be it for you. (laughs) Uh, No. Uh, Just like your employer can't decide whether you've resigned, they can't decide if you've retired. But it's even worse if they try to decide that you've retired because then it becomes a human rights violation potentially. You cannot be let go or mistreated or discriminated against because of your age. It's age discrimination. It's a human rights violation. So it's illegal. So an employer that puts pressure on you to, to retire because of your age, even just the pressure itself is illegal. Human rights violation. can't do that. We used to have mandatory retirement across Canada. That's now gone. And you can work as long as you want, whether it's 65, 75, 85, you name it, you can continue working. And I've, I speak every week with individuals that are well past 65 that are still working, and enjoying it, and want to continue working. And good for you. You can do that. Your employer can't prevent you from doing that. So anytime you're, you're, you're being asked if you plan on retiring, if you're not, just say, no, I'm not. And I'll let you know if that changes. And until then, you can continue working. Nothing can happen to you legally. So you're saying
0: if I go into work Monday, or if or if someone goes into work Monday, there's a bunch of balloons, ribbons, a big cake, and some new golf clubs <laughs> in the corner. You should be suspect of what's going what's going on. I would guess yeah, and a, point, and right? a brochure
1: for a retirement home uh, on your that's desk. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that that's not good. That's not good yeah. unless uh, you've asked for that information, unless you've told your colleagues that you're you're retiring, and they're doing that as a going away present, which is wonderful. But unless you've initiated and you've said so can't do that, shouldn't do that. And just this situation where, you know, celebrating your retirement before you've even said you're going to retire, that alone could be a human rights violation. Wow. No
0: kidding. Let's uh, turn to the medical side for, for, for a moment. That is, can my employer make me come back to work contrary to what my doctor or my
1: medical team is telling them? So I don't know that employees often realize just how much power their doctor holds. If you're an employee, your doctor holds a tremendous amount of power. Your doctor can decide whether you can work or be off work, whether you can return to work, if you need any accommodation, modified duties, modified hours. Your doctor gets to decide all those things, and your doctor can do that just by giving you a note that says so. And once your doctor says so, your employer has to find a way to make it happen. So your employer cannot cannot go against what your doctor says whether it's in terms of coming back to work you know if your employer says well i know your doctor says you have to be off but i want you to back i don't i don't really buy what your doctor is saying too bad your doctor is judge and jury now if your doctor is not clear about whether you need to be off or for how long then yeah you can clarify the information and get another note from your doctor that's that's fine but if your doctor is clear you need to be off for 6 months then you need to be off, and you can be off, and your employer really can't do anything to you in that situation. So your doctor holds the power. Get that doctor's note. Utilize that. If if you're not well, if you're if you need some support from your employer, or some you know the job is too difficult. It's it, you know your back is not bothering you. You need some some uh, help. Talk to your doctor. Your doctor can make it happen. And if your employer does anything, you know what to do. You call me.
0: How about that uh, that word accommodation we know the employer has to accommodate if you have some medical restrictions or otherwise is there a is there a threshold where to which the employer can just say man I can't go that far I don't have the resources
1: So an employer has to provide accommodation if it's required in the context of a medical situation is they may have to give you modified duties or modified hours maybe allow you to work from home whatever it is that your doctor says Now that's a duty that's an obligation that an employer has even if it's difficult to do. In some situations, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be just very simple to provide that accommodation. But even if it's difficult, your employer has to do that. Now, at some point, it might become too difficult. Mm -hmm. An employer has the obligation to accommodate to the point of undue hardship. In other words, at some point, it may be too difficult or too expensive to, to provide that accommodation. So yes, maybe the employer doesn't have to go that far. Keep in mind, the bigger the company, the more resources they have, the more they're expected to do. It's different if you work for a huge company or, or if you work for a company with you know two other employees. But if your employer won't accommodate you, be suspicious, be concerned, that's very likely a human rights violation and we need to do something about it.
0: Hey, welcome back to it, and good to have you along on the show today. Yuck calling in, still got time, toll free, one 399 9898 is exactly how you do that. Would love to talk to you. Uh, Terrace, thank you for taking some time. How are you today? Hey, I'm doing great, guys. How are you? Beauty, what's uh, what's on your mind, brother?
3: Uh, uh, just before I start, I want to say I really appreciate your guys' show. I think there's a lot of employees out there that don't really know what their rights mm-hmm. are, and are often taken advantage of by their employers. Um, but getting into my questions, I kind of have two, I'm hoping you guys might have time for both of them. Um, Absolutely. Okay. The first question I have is, um, so an employee would say they're on mat leave. Um, and during the time when they're on mat leave, um, their employer tries to reach out to them and say that there's been uh, changes to their job duties and would say those changes were things like, uh, I, I would say substantial change to their schedule Um, as well as I guess added duties. So um, the added duty would be something like being included in an on-call program for work and that's something that at the time when they signed their employment contract uh, was not a part of I guess their employment obligations and so from the little research I've done it sounds like if that employee were to say no um, that's not what I signed up for that would lead to a constructive dismissal. Is that correct?
1: Well, the first thing that the employee can do is say, well, no, that's not what I signed up for. And then the employer may well back off and say, okay, we'll bring you back to the same old job. Uh, uh, And if they don't, then yeah, that may be a constructive dismissal, but it's more than that. Because if we have an employee that's on a maternity leave, there is a legal obligation beyond the, the, the general obligation. There's a legal obligation to bring the employee back to the same job and in the same exact position that that they they had before. So if the employer doesn't do that, not only is that potentially a constructive dismissal, it could be a violation of the Employment Standards Act. It could be a a human rights violation. So it's much bigger than just constructive dismissal. So the first thing you can do is tell the employer, no, that's not going to work. And in many cases, because the employer doesn't want to be you know, trampling on the employee's rights, they could just back off and things will be back to kind of the way they should be.
3: Okay. Okay, that's good to know. Okay, my second question, and I think you guys uh, spoke about this on a previous show. It has to do with uh, receiving a termination notice um, and you get that piece of paper. And like you said, nerves are pretty high at the time. Um, And within this document, they tell you, no, you need to sign this piece of paper if you want to receive your severance pay within a week. And if you don't sign it, you won't receive severance paper. And oftentimes in these, contracts that you're signing um as you're leaving a position or as your position's been terminated there'll be some type of non-disclosure included in there um and so my question is if someone were to have signed one of those documents um or was told you know falsely we'll say from from their employer that they had to sign this or they weren't able to receive their uh severance pay if that employee happened to sign that document is there any repraisal that can happen after the fact or if you sign the documents kind of like ah, uh, you should have looked into this before you signed it
1: Yeah, that's what it is. So as bad as that document is and as ridiculous as it is and as much more money as the employee could have actually been owed, if the employee accepts it and signs it, then the employee is bound by that document. Uh, Uh, So it's it's
3: just kind of a shady practice then by the organization, I suppose.
1: Well, employers often hope that an employee is not going to know any better. Uh, And and you know what? In most cases, they don't. Uh, Most people – when they're let go, accept the offer because they don't know any better or they they trust their employer. Maybe they just don't want to even think about it, uh, and employers count on that. But once you've signed it, uh, Terrace, unfortunately, you can't go back, even though you may have signed a terrible, terrible uh, deal. That's why you have to always get advice before you sign it.
3: Oh, well, Absolutely, and that's why, again, I say uh, like I really appreciate you guys doing this show because it really does shine light on some of those we'll say potentially shady aspects that some organizations operate under. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Terrace, we appreciate the call, man. Thank you so much for, uh, for calling in this afternoon and and listening so much as well. Again, you still have a couple minutes here if you want to do like Terrace did, and it's one 877 9898 But back to our, can my employer do this Lee, or can they let me go for
1: no reason at all to say, out you go. And, and, you know, up until now, pretty much everything that you've kind of thrown at me, I said, no, that's not legal. Well, this one is different. Can your employer let you go for just no reason whatsoever? The answer is yes. And for a lot of people, that is difficult to accept. Uh, Most of the times when people call me when they're let go, they're they're upset because they don't feel the employer had a legitimate or any reason to let them go. But, But a good employee, I've always done what I needed to do, Uh, I'm more senior than other employees, and they let me go. Why is that? So, here's how the law works. Ultimately, an employer is allowed to let an employee go for any reason, unless that's a discriminatory reason, like we've been talking about. But otherwise, they can let the employee go at any time and for any reason, but they have to pay proper severance. So, in most cases, if proper severance is paid, The reason doesn't factor in. Maybe the employer has a bad reason. Maybe they don't have a reason. Maybe they lied about the reason. Maybe they said we're eliminating the position and the next day they turn around and hire someone else. That makes them not nice people or good people, makes them liars, but it's not illegal. Mm -hmm. What is illegal is not to pay proper severance or not to offer proper severance. So The term wrongful dismissal that I know uh, most people have heard really has nothing to do with why you were let go a wrongful dismissal is a situation when you've been let go without getting the severance that you are owed so that's what uh what you have to keep in mind it's not going to be possible to make sure that there's a good reason for letting you go but what is possible is to make sure you get every single uh dollar in compensation that the law says you should have In most cases, when people are let go, regardless of the reason, what they're offered is a lot less than what they're owed, and that right there is a wrongful dismissal.
0: And arguably the most popular question you've got over the last uh, 18 months is can my employer put me on this temporary layoff?
1: Yeah, temporary layoffs. Back when COVID first hit in March of 2020, So many people were put on temporary layoffs. It's been happening since. And, of course, it was not just a COVID thing. Temporary layoff existed even before uh, COVID. But for most people, a temporary layoff is not not something your employer is allowed to do. An employer doesn't have a right to automatically put you on a temporary layoff. If they do, you can choose to treat that as a termination of your employment, even if it happened because of COVID-19. If your employer puts you on that temporary layoff, maybe their business is struggling. Maybe there's legitimate reasons. They're not picking on you. They're not bad people. Despite that, despite putting you on a temporary layoff for a good reason, you can still choose if you want to treat that as a termination of your employment and get severance or so no. An employer cannot just decide to put you on a temporary layoff in most cases, John.
0: How about the uh, overtime? Can they make you force you to work overtime hours?
1: another question that I get fairly often is well can they make me work overtime hours I have my regular schedule now they say they want me to work overtime hours well no unless it's in your employment agreement that they can do that unless your employment agreement says we have the ability to make you work extra hours over and above your regular hours if your agreement doesn't say that then your employer can't make you work anything over and above those extra hours uh, they can ask and you can say yes and you can, or no, and you can't really be punished for it. So you get to decide that, okay? You get to make that decision. Keep in mind, of course, if you work overtime hours, you have to get paid for, the, for that o- overtime in time and a half, depending if you're in BC or in Alberta, there's different thresholds for overtime, but bottom line is you're the only one that can decide and should decide if you're going to work over and above your regular hours, your employer can't force you.
0: And again, just to reiterate what Terrace is talking about uh, you know the severance offer if I don't accept it especially on an extreme deadline can they take it off the table and say nanant you're not getting nothing now
1: well to answer this I always use an analogy if I owe you a hundred dollars. <laughs> John, and I say, I'm only going to pay you 40, but you have to accept by Friday. Well, you're not going to accept it by Friday because I owe you 100, not 40. So if I take my $40 off the table, that doesn't change the fact that I still owe you 100. Same thing with severance. If your employer offers you severance and they take it off the table, it doesn't matter. They have to pay you what they have to pay you. They don't get to decide to take it off the table. So that deadline on a Friday or Thursday or whatever it is, is meaningless. You can't lose your severance because of that. You have to make sure you get what you're owed. Chances are whatever you've been offered is a lot less than what you're actually legally owed.
0: And that is it for a day. Thank you so much for your contributions to the show. you want to reach out now that we're done. Have a lengthier conversation with Lior. or members team can set you up no problem. And that number, 1 821 5900. The email we reach out to is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And the website, always use it free, anonymous. You might not, you, you could possibly skip the phone call after you go here. That is pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. And within that, you'll find the severance pay calculator. We'll catch you next time here on the Employment Law Show.